Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall bad Welcome, Welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, your host, Dave, Dave and Sean. Hi. Welcome to part two of the apocalypse and Kettle Whistle Radio. I hope everybody out there is uh, doing all right. I hope you and yours are doing okay, and you're following the procedures told to you by our government. <laughs> I said it. Just don't hug the old people. Leave them alone. Listen to the quarantine. Stay home. Do what you can, and make the most of it. We're here to, to entertain you, uh, musically and otherwise. And otherwise is right here, actually. You guys were all aware of the NBA player who apparently wiped his hands all over the mics of the reporters and they all got sick. That's pretty stupid. Uh, Stupidity carries on. You can actually see this stuff on YouTube now. The uh, idiot woman that coughed all over the produce and it cost $35,000 in uh, groceries. At a particular, I think it was Walmart. I'm not sure. It must have been a super Walmart. I, I stay away from all Walmarts. All the time. It's religion for me. Uh, they got She got busted. And then there's that idiot. He just looks like he needs a, a, like his head twisted off. They show this idiot. It's on YouTube. Filming himself licking deodorants in like, probably Walmart. Kmart's gone, so let's stick with Walmart. Um, he, he licked all the deodorants, claiming he was uh, corona positive. It just looked like a dimwit. He had like DUIs, DWIs in the past, and uh, five arrests. Yeah, the world is better without him. Um, if they throw away the key. I wouldn't mind if he just dropped dead, personally, but I shouldn't say that. Yeah, sure. So we got music for you, and I want to tell you, uh, to follow up on some other things earlier, um, Allie Handel, I told you about her. Uh, let's see, I have her one album that I got to say, um, and I happen to dig this, this album. It's Make Your Move. It's all pretty good. 
really good. Um, she has a new one out right now that you can get. She advertises all over the place. Uh, let's see here. This is coming from Vintage Guitar Magazine. Handel is a devilishly witty songwriter whose guitar is as blue and gutsy as her lyrics. And I must say, yes, um, she uh, emails a lot. Her contingent gets to you quite often if you hit her up. Um, she says here, I'd love to connect with you all on social media. Just search for Ali, A-L-I, Handel, H-A-N-D-A-L, music, three words, and you'll find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify. And as a special thank you, she says, for being so awesome, I'd like to invite you to take 50% off my newest CD, That's What She Said. I'm so proud of this record, and I can't wait to share it with you. She's done some live stuff on YouTube, too. Um, blues, rock, folk. If you like Cheryl Crow, you'll love Miss Ally Handel. And in other news, my guys here, Prowess, carrying on. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you, Prowess, you can hit them up for um, CDs and T-shirts at their place. Uh, yeah, it's got to be their site here, prowess.bigcartel.com. Um, that is where, yeah, yeah, Prow, I'm sorry. I'm getting this in bits and pieces as we speak here. Yeah, prowessrocks, one word, dot, big cartel one word dot com you can get their stuff there I, i'm already getting some t-shirts for other folks i got mine already got the cd thanks to sean you'll be hearing sean lately too here we're going to be talking to an old friend we've been friend on social medias for a long time dandy brown and his wife dawn brown dandy brown used to be just dandy brown we used to play all stuff well we played a lot of his stuff here i'll be damn being a favorite but now he's got Dawn, and they have Fizz Fuzz, the Fizz Fuzz, which is their new band. You're going to hear some of that stuff and maybe delve a little bit back into dandy stuff. All right, and uh, everybody just stay healthy out there. I know I had some other stuff to talk about here, but we'll save it for the other Apocalypse Quarantine episodes, which will be following not too far from now, actually. I did have a funny instance, though, today, because I've been picking up, like, groceries for uh, folks in my neighborhood and some elderly folks that just can't do it, and uh, went to a place that, you know, you, you gotta go to the, the, the places you don't normally go to, and I'm not gonna say where I went, but I went to a family-owned grocery store, and they had no toilet paper, whatever, um, no paper towels, whatever, so I get to the front, and the woman was nice enough, um, I told her I was buying for elderly folks uh, that are my neighbors, and she's just like, you don't have any toilet paper. I'm like, well, no, you don't have any. And she's like, oh, no, you have to go to the back, past the deli counter. There's there's a, a closet door, all right, and it's open. Just yell, Rose, I need toilet paper. Well, I went back there. Sure enough, there's a door open, and it's going to a stock room. And I just said, Rose, and this woman shows up. And I was like, I was told I can get toilet paper here. She's like, yes, you can only get two rolls. So I got two rolls. <laughs> yeah. So that's the sign of things to come. But hey, you're going to enjoy this interview with Danny Brown. Great guy. Dawn's great. And the music's great. And they're great people. And you're going to have fun. And blah, 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 blah. Anyway, thanks for listening to us. And uh, dig the music. And when we share the stuff with you, we want you to look up the bands, too, and go to their sites and check them out. Because... Uh, Usually we're just scratching the surface, and some of these guys have been around, and girls have been around a long time. Some are brand new. So, right now, let's get into our interview with Danny Brown, and I hope you enjoy it, and uh, you're going to hear more from us sooner than you want to. All right, and as always, I'm at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Um, go to uh, 
fairlydarkproductions.com for all your stuff. If you're into horror novels, comic books, we really do. Well, we could use the support, especially right now. All right, and we appreciate you. What's up, y'all? This is Scott Roby from Prowess. You're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Crank it up. All right, folks, friends and fiends, Kettle Whistle Radio here with an old friend and a new friend. I don't know how to explain you, uh... Mr. Dandy Brown has been with us for quite some time. We played your music for quite some time since the inception of Kettle Whistle Radio. You know that, right? <laughs> right on, David, man. It's, it's an honor to be on the show. Yeah, oh, well, it should be an honor. You're way overdue. You've had a lot of things go on. I, I, we've been around 10 years, and I guess we've been playing you for about eight off and on when you had something going. Um, we just played something from now. You're, now, it's no longer just Dandy Brown. It's Fizz Fuzz, correct? That's right. That's right. We had to get that doing, straight. Yeah, well, we've been doing a duo for for a while, and uh, we've been going under Dandy Brown and Don Rich, and uh, it was just too hard to fit on a damn T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And Don is with you right now. Hello, Don. Yeah. Hello. Hello. You can hear me, okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, folks, we are sort of uh, skyping during the. Uh, apocalypse here so anything can happen including my co-host mike calling mike call in you never know but uh <laughs> but yeah so you guys now are you still working are you staying home working what's going on during this quarantine for you yeah well we're both uh we're both not working right now you know everything's locked down here same as everywhere else yeah well the essentials like my sister uh is a manager at trader joe's they're still going uh, right. Yeah, and uh, I drive for a living. We're we're sort of going. It depends. We're taking a lot of precautions. So, but now I, I should ask. Now, all right, where do we even begin with you guys? Um, the beginning. Uh, how did? For, let's go with how you two met. Uh, sure, man. Sure, we've uh, we've known each other for a long time. I was uh, teaching down in the desert, and Dom was from down that way as well. And um, actually, she passed through school I was teaching at, and then. Uh, sometime after she had left the school, she moved up here to Santa Rosa, and I was getting an itch to get out of the desert. Um, I spent about 16 years there. I mean, I, I loved it. It's beautiful in its own way, but I needed seasons again in my life. So ah, there you go. Yeah, I moved to Northern California and decided to do grad school up here, and um, we played a lot of tennis together up here, and we both played guitar. We had always talked about playing music together, and we nice. finally got it going, and uh, put together a bunch of songs, went overseas, did a tour in Italy um, to uh, support the last record I put out and also to debut some of our new material. And uh, it just unfolded from there. People got interested and we had a really successful tour. And afterwards, uh, we talked to a couple of labels that wanted to put out another record. So we got to work on that pretty quickly. And it's out now. That's well, that's a lot. Um, let me ask you, are you still playing your personal, your Dandy Brown stuff? Uh, we do, um, we do mainly our own stuff when we play. Uh, when we play out here, we do a duo. Um, uh, we were getting ready to go on tour in June with a full band, uh, with, uh, Steve Wiggs and, uh, uh, Mike Reeder, who plays uh, in a bunch of bands locally in Cincinnati. And 
Man, we've been setting up the tour for for months. Okay. Then, uh, hey, man, how you doing? How <laughs> are you guys? Did we just add Sean? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, uh, just to keep people informed here, uh, Sean just crashed the party. Uh, so we got Captain Sexy on the other line, quarantine what? About forty <laughs> miles away from me. But yeah, we are Pittsburghians, uh, trying to keep things uh, quarantined, I guess. And Sean wanted to come over, but we didn't want him to infect us. So. <laughs> we're uh, we're about two thousand miles away from you guys, so yeah. I think be quite a bit. Yeah, I'm up visiting my parents today, so I'm in a hidden room. My dad's old office has got all kinds of junk in it. He used to work for the Wounded Warrior Project, but he retired. So, oh, I see. Okay, that's that's yeah. very noble. So you're in an yeah. wait. You're they they put you in an attic, Sean? No, I'm in his old office. He's oh, just okay. Got a I thought maybe the family stuff. was quarantining you. <laughs> anyway, well, we were getting into the heart of the matter here, Sean. Um, so where were we? Uh, you were explaining the Dandy Brown stuff, uh, moving yeah, into the FizzFuzz. Yeah, I was saying we, uh, we've been setting up this tour for, oh gosh, man, we started working on setting it up about six months ago, and, you know, uh, things just got shaken up, so it looks like we're we're not going to be hitting the road for a little while, but, you know, we'll postpone it We'll when this thing clears up eventually hopefully um, yeah we'll definitely go out and play the songs so th- does have this you, 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 go ahead John. have you given any thought to uh live streaming like i see like some other people just to like kind of keep like for instance my wife has a yoga and massage studio but she's just trying to keep active with people by live streaming and i've seen bands doing it i didn't know if that's something you would given any thought to yeah, we were just talking about that the other day, weren't we? Yeah, we were for sure. I think uh, you'll probably see something from us uh, live stream at some point. You know, you just gotta find find time for that stuff. Um, uh, but definitely, we'd like to put it together. You guys um, actually should put a show together with one of our. I had you. I played you on another episode with um, a girl by the name of Ali Handel. She's out your way. Um, She's, uh, she's out your way as well. Uh, blues, folk, guitarist, incredible, really. Um, and I see you guys on the same bill for some reason. Maybe that's just my imagination. But she did that. She streamed live when you know she couldn't get the people there. She brought it to the people. So maybe you should hook up with her and see how she did it. <laughs> that would be great, man. Look up Ali, A-L-I Handel, H-A-N-D-A-L. She's lovely, and um, she does get back to you pretty quick. Okay. Yeah, just a little let's pointer see. there. Not telling let's you what to do, <laughs> but I would love to see that happen. Um, so this uh, quarantine, is it helping or hindering the pro- the creative process for you too? Well, you know, I think under quarantine, we've just been kind of uh, kind of working on some other stuff. You know, we're both, uh, we're both college kids. Ah. <laughs> so we're just trying to catch up and stay on top of all that stuff right now. Oh, man, yeah. We're going to go to all online classes coming up, what, next week? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a nightmare. I'm not looking forward to that at all. Uh, what are you going to school for? Uh, Don's a, a, an art major, um, and uh, I'm in a master's program for creative writing. Oh, cool. Very, Very cool. cool. I, have, I have an 18-year-old daughter that's uh, going for journalism right now down oh, in Pittsburgh. Really. So we well, just for years... <laughs> for years, uh, in my previous life, when I was uh, was teaching for for a couple of decades, I uh, did a journalism class. Man, it was one of the funnest things ever to run. Yeah, I was going to bring up the teaching thing. You're now you're no longer teaching. No, 
know, man. You know, 20 years is a long time to spend yes. doing anything. Yes. And I, I just really didn't have time to pursue a lot of other things, you know, 70-hour work weeks and yeah. working all year. And, man, the life of a teacher, everybody knows what the life of a teacher is. It's nonstop. It is nonstop. I live with one. Um, and they're going to be teaching from home here, too. Uh, yes. I, my, I, they're in my family. They're all over the place. I'm infected with teachers. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get away with anything. I have all respect for him. You know, the first yes. 17 years that I taught, I absolutely loved it. It was my passion, but uh, I just started to run out of gas with it. And like I said, I just want to pursue other things. I've been wanting to add another degree for for quite some time and finish up some uh, finish up a couple of novels I've been working on. Excellent. I like to hear that. And just finally get back into uh, back into school for a while and do something where I could leave work at work, man. Uh, with teaching, you never leave it at work. and. Uh, just you know, it just filed me down after a while. Well, we're we're going to get into this a little bit more, um, a lot more. But anyway, I want to give everybody a taste of what you guys sound like, and then Sean's got a doozy of a question for you when we come back after the break. Uh, what song would you like us to? Well, give them a taste. What would you like them to hear first? Well, man, the, the single on the album, you know, hereby. I think you actually played it once already, but uh, it's always good to get the single out there as many times as you can. Uh, hereby. Hereby, absolutely. Yeah, I like collapse too. But um, yeah, hereby. We, that's a great way to start it off. We'll hit. We'll give them a little taste of that, and we'll come right back. And we've got Danny Brown, and we've got Dawn. Dawn Brown or Dawn Rich? Dawn Brown. Dawn Brown now. Okay. Maybe we should have asked you that to begin with. Um, <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> Too long ago, man. I mean, you know, we've been together for uh, three years now. And okay. Time to, uh, well, congratulations, belated. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to give them a taste, and we'll come right back here with Danny Brown and Dawn Brown and Fizz Fuzz. Thanks for listening, folks. During the apocalypse, we will keep you entertained.
We're back. That was here by, by um, actually by Fizz Fuzz. I almost said Dandy Brown, but yes, he is a big part of it. <laughs> Fizz Fuzz, here by. What album is that on, and how do people find it? That's on Palmyra. Uh, it's um, yep. out on uh, Taxi Driver Records out of Italy, and they do all of Europe, and also Slush Fun Recordings out of Atlanta, and they do everything worldwide. Very cool. But you can call my- Palmyra. Palmyra. What, is, what does that stand for? What is that? Well, that's the place. A, a city in, in Syria yeah. um, uh, where uh, ISIS went in and destroyed all the artwork. And mm. it just kind of. artifacts mm-hmm. destroyed. Ooh. And it just kind of fit the mood of a lot of the songs on the record. You know, um, the record's kind of um, about how people tear people down and how we can find joy, you know, in life, even though people around us always want to tear us down or everything wants to tear us down. And. Mm. Um, you know, uh, just kind of matched up with kind of some thematic elements from that city. Okay. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And right now it really does. Uh, all right, Sean, you had a very cool angle here, um, with your research. I'm very excited to hear the answers on this one. Yeah. So, um, so Dandy, you used to be in, you used to, well, you're a producer, but you also were in a band called Hermano with John Garcia from... Caius, how, how did the formation of that come about? And, um, you know, were you guys friends before the formation of that band? Or um, I know you have a you have a few albums out with them, and it's been quite some time that you've worked with him. But can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about that? Well, sure, man. I mean, um, back in the 90s, um, I was in a band called Doc Ellis. And um, hmm. when I was in Doc Ellis, we had a developmental deal with Capitol Records and they never ended up releasing the record, but we got enough money that I could open a recording studio. And I ran a recording studio for about a decade out of uh, Cincinnati. And one summer, towards the end of that experience, toward, in the late 90s, around 98, uh, I ended up uh, breaking my leg. And I ended up being kind of laid up for a few months. And I sat around my apartment in Kentucky, in Newport, Kentucky, and um, just wrote a bunch of uh, heavy blues songs. And I had no idea what I was going to do with them. I had no idea who I was going to call or ask to play on it. Uh, But then I just started uh, thinking about who would be people that I thought would sound good on the record. And just out of the blue, I just called them. I didn't, you know, I knew Steve Earle from Afghan Wigs because I grew up with uh, Greg Dooley from uh, Afghan Wigs and actually played bands bands with him. Nice. (laughs) Um, But uh, um, I knew Steve Earle was drumming with him. And so I approached him first, and he was all all for it. And then I just started making phone calls, and um, all the guys that I called, including Johnny Garcia, they were like, well, send us the stuff, let's see what it's all about. And we had never played together until we finally came together in the studio in December of 98. And, man, from the moment we just started playing together, it was just uh, freaking magic, you know. You hear that story from bands all the time, but it truly was special, special event. And uh, we did that first record, and we ran into a bunch of contractual kind of stuff where we couldn't put it out for about, oh gosh, almost four years. Oh my God, I hate those stories. Yeah, Uh, we put it on a record label that basically ripped us off. uh, Um, uh, But we just kept it going because, you know, we developed really strong friendships uh, through doing that first Mm -hmm. record. And we get out and did some touring with it, and it was super successful to all of our surprise. And um, over the years, we've just stayed really great friends. We ended up putting out three studio records and a live record and a DVD for that band. And uh, we've written stuff for another record. But uh, over the past 10 years, it's just been... 
kind of hard to get it together. We all live so far apart, you know, like 2,000 miles apart from each other. And um, uh, to get together and rehearse or to do anything like that or to plan tours, especially since we're all doing other other musical projects, um, it's just hard to find that open window. You know, I never say never to Hermano, but uh, it has been about 10 years since we've been able to get together. And um, we get a lot of requests. We just can't always get out and do it. We do a show here and there when we can but I still love those guys to death, man. I think they're the most awesome musicians um, in the world. I would love to play, uh, 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 Sean, we'll let you continue with that, but I, I, I'd love to play something from your past if we're allowed to do that next in a little bit. Is there something that uh, you could uh, we'd be allowed to play just to give them a taste of what it used to be like? Play anything from Edmondo, man. It's, uh, it's all out there. Okay. So, um, you know, The Bottle, I think maybe that's one of my favorite songs. So first song on the first record Okay. kind of really gives you a feel of what that band's all about. All right, we'll do that next. Sean, you got more on that? Well, I was going to say, uh, you had mentioned uh, the gentleman from the Afghan Wigs, and I know, or uh, Greg Dooley, the singer. Um, I know those guys were originally from Ohio, I think. Is that where you grew up? Uh, well, I grew up in Ohio, uh, southern, uh, southwestern Ohio, northern Kentucky. Um, my family had a farm out that way, and um, uh, ended up uh, going to high school with uh, Greg Dooley. We both went to a little uh rural school uh ross senior high school close to hamilton ohio and um he and i knew of each other then but we didn't know each other well in high school but immediately after high school he and i put together a band called the black republicans and um we did a lot of stuff in the midwest i mean you know um we didn't make any kind of big splash. It wasn't until after I took off and went to Athens, Ohio, to go to school for a while. But he formed Afghan Wigs right after that, and things really took off for him. Uh, when I came back to Ohio, uh, he and I lived in the same apartment, same house for, oh my gosh, almost 10 years together. And um, I got to see all the success that those guys had. It was, it was super. They were a phenomenal band, you know, really, really phenomenal, phenomenal band. That's really cool. I, I didn't. I was not aware of all this. I'm. I'm so glad that we're getting this content right here. Thank you, Sean, for your research. Um, I'm, I'm big fan of the Afghan wigs. Actually, uh, I, man, it's been a while. But uh, so curious. On that note, what bands do you guys prefer to play with, and when you're build together, say a club or festival or such? Well, we had um, a tour with our friends from uh, from Italy lined up. Uh, uh. Yeah, a band called uh, a band Alice, called Alice Tamarine Lover. Mm -hmm. We played with them a few times, and they played on our record with us as well. Cool. Yeah, and uh, another band called Maniac Du Jour. Uh, they were getting ready to come over, and like I was talking about earlier, the summer plans just got uh, kind of messed up. But you know, when we do bills out this way, we we line up with some local bands uh, here. Uh, we played a couple couple shows of a band called Partial Cell mm -hmm. from out here. They're really, really awesome guys and really got a unique sound going. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of shows we do, we just do on our own. We'll go play in coffee houses and play in small clubs and uh, just get out local. Are you predominantly both guitarists, one a bass player? Do you do acoustic? We've been doing mostly uh, both guitars. Uh, earlier we were doing acoustic, but now we've been... Just all electric, the both of us on guitar. Yeah, we got a little bit too rock for the acoustics anymore. <laughs> we started yeah. turn it up and plug in the pedals. It's in your blood. <laughs> do you uh, do you have session uh, band members that you play with? If you do want to jam out, and uh, I mean, is that something you do? Uh, out 
this way. Uh, we've got, you know, we've got tons of friends that we love to play with, but usually when we play out up here, we're just playing, you know, as a duo act. You, when you're a duo act, you have a lot of mobility in the city because you can play in these small places and coffee yeah. and whatnot. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll listen to The Bottle, you said, by Hermano. This was this goes back how many years now? Oh, gosh, 2002, actually recorded in 98. Oh, that's awesome. See, now here's a whole new audience for you that may not have heard it. So we'll get that out there. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get into Dawn a little bit and her past. I'd like to know where she came from. And uh, I'm sure Sean's got something brewing, too. And mostly, thanks for listening, guys. Like I said, we'll keep you entertained. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face, and the Damage Manual, and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio.
Alright, friends, we're back. And we're with Dandy and Dawn Brown of FizzFuzz. And, but, however, we just dug deep and listened to Harmano, The Bottle. Um, that goes back into Dandy's past. And what was that song about, actually, The Bottle? Should I know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd probably have to ask Johnny Garcia, man. But, okay. I, you know, I just think it's about taking the wrong turns in life and... Uh, Ending up uh, maybe in places you shouldn't be. I get that. I think we all do. And <laughs> as we sit here quarantined in our houses. Um, so let's get to know Dawn a little bit. Um, when or how did she come into the picture? And how did you come to find that she can play guitar? So we knew each other previously to this project, obviously. Because mm -hmm. we were from the same town. And um, he taught at the school that I went to. And okay. so we were aware of each other. And then after, um, we became acquaintances because we both knew that we played. And so we decided to start jamming on some stuff. And, like, three of these songs that are on the record were kind of prepackaged. Like, we had them ready to go. But uh, five of them, so, like, the majority... We worked on together and have presented them for everybody now. Very cool. Um, have you guys, do you, well, when you started playing, were there any cover tunes that you guys would play together? Are there cover tunes that you still play live together? We played, um, a couple times we pay, played some Rolling Stones. Ooh. We played Painted Black. Ooh. That was a fun one. We both got to sing on. We I played... Played yeah. that one acoustically, actually. That'd be awesome. I have selfish reasons for asking because if you guys play cover tunes, then I can play them. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm always digging. I'm always digging. Um, so yeah. So what else? Uh, what else? Uh, you what was the other? We did the song. Um, oh, Moonlit Mile. We did Moonlit Mile. And uh, yeah, we 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 jam on a lot of different things, man. I mean, um, uh, some of them don't surface in our live act, but. Uh, mm -hmm. We like just pick around on songs, and maybe we don't learn them all the way through, but we just uh, just play around with them uh, to warm up or whatever. Uh, but we don't do a whole lot of cover stuff live anymore. Okay. Well, that says a lot. It sounds like you're building your library, which is awesome. Um, did you have to cancel many shows upcoming since this uh, quarantine thing is going on? Yeah, we, we had a Good tour. Question. Yeah, we had a... That's a great question. I'm we, sorry. Got, we have a tour lined up uh, for June. We've got 12 shows running uh. from uh, Cincinnati down to Atlanta, but uh, I just don't think it's going to happen, man. I, I don't think this stuff is going to clear up or people are going to be able to travel by then. So I know. We'll just probably end up pushing those into the fall or something like that or whenever, you know, whenever we can get out there. Uh, I think now is probably the time just to... To heed what science is telling us, right, and yeah. uh, you know, not kill a whole bunch of people. I mean, we've got friends and friends in Italy, and uh, folks are just uh, freaking out over there. And, yeah, uh, as well you can imagine. You know, there's a lot of folks dying. You know, mainly a lot of older folks, but Terrible. a lot of younger folks are picking it up too. And uh, and for crying out loud, nobody wants to pick up this thing. It sounds awful. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's beyond. It's uh, I I guess I'm just doing this. 
you know, just to keep some kind of sanity, keep busy, keep give something, you know, people to smile to and listen to, um, you know, because we are all holed up here. Pittsburgh's not in a terrible uh, position right now. Uh, quarantine seems to be working. Not everybody's on the road, seeing some strange things, but that's about it. Kind of goes with the territory. Um, so you did have to cancel. I, I hate hearing that because I, I was talking to a friend of mine who happens to be a state trooper, and um, Chad, we uh, we had tickets to so many shows starting like next week. I mean, from these are the things that are possibly going to be canceled, already canceled. Do you remember GBH? Oh, sure. Yeah, we were going to go see them. They, they were going to play in my neighborhood. I, this would be the third time I'd see them. They got canceled. Filters canceled indefinitely. Uh, let's see. Corn and Faith No More is still on. That's out in September. But uh, we were going to see a lot of local acts just can't play, and that's who it's really hurting. Um, Ozzy, obviously, that's canceled long before. But Megadeth is canceled. Uh, forget what else. There's like a few. Oh, Deftones. Did I say that? We love the Deftones. We think that's going to get canceled in June. We're not yeah. sure. But yeah, so it's affecting you guys. You said 12 dates you had to cancel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say, man, it's a, it's a bummer that it ends up that way. But, you know, dude, life goes on. You know, it's things get, uh, things happen in life. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing, one thing I've learned, and probably everybody's learned in life, that you, you can't, you know, you can't always predict what the future holds. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, on that note, too, um, curious, what did you guys grow up with musically and what do you listen to now? Well, I grew up in a very musical family. Like my grandfather played and my dad played and therefore I played and we shared a lot of our music tastes. And so I listened to a lot of Rolling Stones growing up and then it kind of went to Smashing Pumpkins for a while. Okay, yeah. And got into that Audio Slave nice. Soundgarden. Recently, I've been really digging like folk music, though. If that sounds strange, no, like, no, no. We, we just I've been played. On Pat Stevens kick for a long time. Nothing wrong with that. I I love going. I, I'm a child of the '70s myself. I grew up in 1970. Yeah. So, but really, I'd say child of the '80s. But I delve back into the '70s for my music. And my dad, his collection of 45s are mine now, and that's always a treasure. You know, going back and digging that stuff up. But um, yeah. I, so you have this huge variety of stuff. Um, what like right now, if you were to put something on, what would you be listening to? Are you going Stones or are you going something new? Hmm. Uh, I, if I was to put something on right now, like I was saying, I'd go with uh, Cat Stevens, Monobone Jackson, um, uh, with the song I Wish I Wish. I just like how calming he is. He's very calming. I feel like that's what we need right now. I was just going to say that. <laughs> calm down, have some introspective uh, glances at ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. I agree. That's what and there's nothing wrong with folk music. We just I just played it. We play it on here. We do a lot of rock, punk, industrial, rap, you name it. Extreme music. Folk is its own extreme music. And we found something here recently. Dennis McCurdy, local guy. Actually, I think he's from Ohio, but he lives in Pittsburgh. He, he gave us some folk music. We played on the same... same uh, yeah, you're, you, uh, Dandy Brown's on that one. We played... No, we actually played um, one collapse on that one, so it was fizz fuzz. And um, cool. but yeah, that Dennis McCurdy is worth looking into if you're into folk music. But also, again, I have to bring up Allie Handel, the one. Uh, she's a one girl band. Um, look her up on YouTube. I think you'll be delightfully surprised. She's folk. Like she, yeah, I mean, a girl that can do Zeppelin and Black uh, um, and uh, ACDC by herself. 
is pretty amazing. Um, but I, I definitely check it out. I think your kindred spirits is something there. So yes, the folk music, I totally get that, Dawn. Don't worry about that. That's not a yeah. weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird now is we probably did lose. Oh wait, wait, here we go. Sean is back. I gotta add Sean again. He's driving me nuts. Just so you know, folks, we are doing this remotely. Sean is not in the area. Sean, are you with us now? Hello, Sean. Hey, Sean. Are you there? Sorry, I'm jumping back in. Oh, here he is. Yeah, so Sean is remote, I'm remote, and these guys are two these cats are two thousand miles away. Somehow they sound better than you though, Sean. What's going on? I don't know. I'm, well I have you guys on speaker. I, there I should we probably... go. No, no, it's good. Don't don't change a thing. Yeah, I like that photo in the background, by the way. People can't see that on this episode, but oh, uh... that's a painting actually. I, I painted did you... Well, you, you faded out. That? I did paint that. Yeah, That's really good. Gonna, I like that. Everybody's yeah. going to check out Dawn's site. We've she's got, got paintings all over of mine in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should check out her site, man. I mean, she's got some tremendous artwork. This uh, is actually a good uh, point there. to plug both everything for you guys right now. It's a good idea right now before we forget. Where do they find it? Yeah, so if you go to uh, Dawn's gallery at word, uh, dot wordpress.com, you'll find me there. Don'sGallery.wordpress.com. And your music, is it all on Bandcamp? Uh, it's on Bandcamp, it's on Spotify, it's on YouTube, uh, it's at our record labels, both at uh, Taxi Driver and uh, Slush Fund. So, and it's on our website at dandybrown.com. Okay, very cool. And uh, let's see, Sean, what do you got, man? You came a, a little late to the game here. We got into Don's background a little bit. Um trying to think um, <laughs> i know what you were doing I actually know, I, that's always tough when you don't know what what ground's already been covered you know as well as, no we didn't cover it but your, your ears lit up when you're talking about caius earlier i know that well hermano yeah, yeah. i mean that was the kind of almost almost like an evolutionary step with caius yeah. uh, right. but uh, i i really enjoyed that band i i um you know, I can't find the records anywhere. Everywhere I do go out, I go to like a used CD shop or something. I'll try to find the records so I can own the physical copy. But uh, yeah, um, I do listen to it. It's on. It's it's high on my hit list on Spotify. So I listen to it all the time. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, man. I mean, there's nobody um, with all of the Hermano records. Uh, for the longest time, they were tied up with the uh, with the record labels and distributors we were signed with. But about four years ago. Uh, all the rights came back to us, and we're sitting on all of those. Nobody distributes them right now. Oh, my God. And uh, we have been talking about a uh, package deal, um, box set. Um, but, you know, we're kind of waiting, feeling things out to see if we're going to end up doing some more music to put out with that box set. So, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's something that's on the horizon. But, yeah, man, you, they're really hard to find. I mean, I just don't think people give them up you don't find them and use record stores very often or the ones that we go to uh we hardly ever see them anywhere mm -hmm. so that's a good thing well let's uh did you ever go ahead was this the first time uh like with the fizz fuzz that you ever sang i didn't notice if you had yeah sang I, in any know, I had been putting together i've been putting together solo collections since the mid 90s but uh my energy to get out and uh, release them or pursue releasing them. Um, <clears throat> at the time, I just didn't want to put them out. You know, I just wasn't super confident in them. Um, it wasn't until maybe about, oh, 12 years ago that I actually got serious about trying to uh, 
to sing on my projects and um, try to put them out. You know, same thing with the um, same with thing with the the couple of novels that I've written. You know, I uh, I've written a couple of them that have sat in my desk drawer for uh, almost twenty years. Um, <laughs> just ended up not uh, being super confident in the final product, and um, I understand now, that. <laughs> now with the novels, uh, I finally decided to get back into them. Well, they they're playing into my master's program at Sonoma State, so uh, getting back into those and seeing if I can't get them in some sort of publishable form and. You know, um, just moving forward like that. Cool. What what exactly <laughs> well, do you write? I have to ask you that. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, the fiction one takes place uh, in around uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. It's kind of a political satire. Uh, the other one takes place in the Netherlands. I lived in a little town called Zipfen in the Netherlands for a couple of years, and um, I got a kind of a firsthand glimpse into. Uh, uh, how all of the hashi shops work there, <laughs> and I sort of developed a story about uh, a smuggler ah. that brings uh, hashi discs into uh, into the Netherlands and has to deal with the mafia. And um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like any novel, uh, as I'm sure Dave would tell you, it, it's kind of twisted, hard to tell in like uh, four or five sentences. <laughs> That's a good one, then. <laughs> Not to mention, it's a point of view most people don't have that you you had a very interesting perspective to write that. So that that's that makes it unique. Well, you know, I gotta say before we go any further, you know, it's uh, it's an honor to be on the show uh, with the author of Fall of Tomorrow, bro. And I'm uh, I'm wondering if there are any uh, Society Thirteen patches out there. <laughs> you know I what? Mean, I, we, I we, we're getting some kind of feedback here. Sean, are you doing dishes? No, I was moving. Yeah, I was okay. kind of shuffling in my. Yeah. It might, been, it might have been me. I told you about doing laundry and dishes during shows. <laughs> so what? I, before we, we're gonna take a little break here because we should play another tune. Um, should we go with collapse? It sounds great. Uh, or, or I'd rather know if you have a pick. If you have something else you'd rather us hear. Sunkissed, because we mentioned Alice earlier. Yeah, yeah. You do sunkissed. Um, sunkissed. Okay. Too. All right, how about we go out with Collapse, but we play. you want to play Sunkissed now? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. That sounds good. All right, Sunkissed, and this is off of, what is the name of the album? Palmyra. Palmyra. The, the place, Sean. It's the place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get right back. Sean, gather your, gather your things. you got some questions coming up right after this break, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, guys.
Folks, that was Sunkiss off the Palmyra record uh, f- uh, for Fist Fuzz. And I, have to, I do have to apologize because in the episode before this, I'm pretty sure I said Dandy Brown and not Fizz Fuzz when I said we were going to play you. But they'll get the idea, and I'll fix that in the commentary side of Kettle Whistle Radio. But anyway, clearly we're doing the Fizz Fuzz interview right now. Glad to have you guys. It's been a long time coming very in different variations of Mr. Danny Brown as well. Um, but that was Sunkissed. And you kids can find that. And we, all right, where exactly can they find that? Well, you can find it at Taxi Driver Records right. in Italy, or you can find it at Slush Fund Recordings out of Atlanta, Georgia, or you can find it at Bandcamp or on Spotify or iTunes. on iTunes. Perfect. Or you can even listen to it on YouTube. There's no escape, folks. And it's good music, so don't miss out. And now, me and Sean, I have a, we do have musical backgrounds one way or the other. Sean is currently in a band that he announced during the show last week or a week ago, and uh, I didn't even know it. Um, and he was questioning, you know, well, Sean, you were talk- asking him about being a front man. Yeah, so, Dandy, you know, You've always had these, uh, as you mentioned in the break, these strong singers that have sang on top of the music that you wrote. And uh, you've, uh, for this project, the Fizz Fuzz, you've you've transitioned to be the singer of the band. And I was just wondering, as somebody that's new in a band myself, um, you know, how do you, is there, do you have to build a different level of confidence to be able to get up in front of people and sing versus just being a player? Well, yeah, yeah, like we were talking, about over the break, you know, um, uh, I I've written so much music for so many great singers, and uh, going all the way back to starting out with uh, Greg Dooley, who's a phenomenal lyricist um, and has developed into a great singer. Uh, Johnny Garcia, who is a legendary uh, hard rock singer. Uh, Pete Stahl, who is a, a amazing punk singer. He sings every genre. He's just a tremendous singer, and you you hear all those great singers fronting your music and writing for your music and um uh you never really think or i just never really thought about singing on my own i mean i did a bunch of collections that i sang on always thinking that they were demos or something i'd pass along to somebody else so i've got probably half a dozen collections that i've sang what? on but songs of those i pulled off and and had other singers sing on well about 12 years ago i just kind of decided I'm going to go for uh, singing live in front of the project, and um, uh, it came with some trepidation, you know, because you, you know, I'd heard those great singers for so many years in front of my music, and I'm sure at first uh, I was finding my way, trying to find out where my range was, where I felt comfortable, uh, but I think as time goes by, you, you find that range, you find that place, and uh, I really don't try to emulate anybody, I just try to do what I can do with what I've got, and... Uh, I think, you know, uh, some people are going to like it. Some people may not like it, but it's that way with every every music. You know, you just have, have to have confidence in what you're doing and say, you know, fuck everybody else and what they think. And I'm just going to do my music and make it the best I can and enjoy it for for what music is really all about, you know, for you to enjoy. Right. And if, if fans like it, then that's that's great. And if they don't, well, you still got yourself and your music and your guitar and your, your singing and... Uh, I think in life that's really, and in music, that's really what matters. Right on. Yeah. All right. How about you, Dawn? Um, any stage fright in the past? Oh, I was going to say, when we play live, um, on the album, uh, Dandy sings most of the songs, but when we play live, we split more about, I don't know, 40, 60 or something. And I find that it really helps. Just the more you play, the more confidence you get. 
And so knowing that you can do it and then being able to reproduce that just gives you more confidence. Okay. I can go with that. Well, thank you. I just I admire I admire anyone that can get on stage and do that. So, um, uh, Sean, what else you got there, man? I hear your brain working, I think. It's making weird noises. Yeah, my brain my brain's is that, definitely working. Is that <laughs> your brain clicking right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was going to – there's more. There's so much more I want to ask you guys, but we'll leave it for part two. Um, is there anyone you'd like to collaborate with? Oh, my goodness. Um, Sounds like uh, you already any, did in the beginning. Anybody <laughs> on the planet? <laughs> That's a huge question. There's a lot of folks I'd love to collaborate, but, you know, I really like and, and love collaborating with friends. Um, I like being in an atmosphere where we know each other and, um, uh, you know, we share, you know, good times even after the music's done because playing music is one thing, but being able to hang out with folks and have a beer with them or have a smoke with them and just uh, sit around and talk shit, um, <laughs> that's really important too. I think in, a, in any kind of band or any kind of jam session, I, I don't want to walk into some, you know, um, I don't want to walk into something sterile and come out of it feeling sterile. You know, it's got to feel organic and fun and uh, mm-hmm. like you're having a good time. Uh, that's the way I grew up playing music, just throwing on the guitars and suddenly you're on a riff that you played for like three hours straight. And uh, you look back on it and laugh about it and, and just have good memories from that time spent together. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I, I think what you just described is what the, the feeling that I get in the band room with the band that I'm playing with. We usually get together, have a few beers, shoot the shit, and then get in there and just play. And, you know, before we know it, it's like easily two hours have passed. And exactly. You know, when we, get, we get down, you have a few more, and then, and then the, right. the night's over. But I always look forward every week now, you know, at least twice a week we're getting together and um i really i really look forward to that time so it's right it's right suddenly you're in that room you play music and then next thing you know both of the 40s you brought are gone <laughs> and it's time to go to the bar and get a couple more <laughs> I, I was going to add to that actually uh whatever cre- what other we know you're right what other creative indulgence do you guys partake in outside of writing uh we're tennis players man oh yeah we you did mention that earlier ongoing tennis rivalry uh dawn uh, uh back in her playing days was something like i don't know uh, 120 and two or something nobody could beat no, her no, wow like 312 holy see. there you go wow that's so pretty yeah, I good immediately, once i found that out decided to challenge her to, uh, <laughs> to a to a date on the court i hadn't played tennis in probably 15 20 years it was uh, humiliating, to say the least. <laughs> I think I fell down and almost broke my finger. Oh, my God. Don't uh, do that. Um, I learned you can't dive on the tennis court. <laughs> what are you, are you a ball. soccer player? <laughs> uh, I grew up playing basketball. Oh, okay. But, uh, but slowly but surely, she showed me the ropes, and I've gotten a little bit better, and I've been able to pull off a couple of victories over the past few years. Oh. <laughs> it was not lucky. <laughs> and uh, we just have a blast getting out and running around, you know, and uh, being out in the sunshine and, and competing a little bit. You know, it's friendly competition. We love each other to death. So 
Uh, nothing gets too too serious out there, but uh, it's a lot of fun to do a little trash talk with Don every now and then. That's awesome. You, you realize I'm thinking right now that Kettle Whistle Radio needs to sponsor a videotaping of this, maybe episodes of you guys playing each other. Uh, oh, my God. We, we can play your music in the background. Too. We can play your music in the background, you know. <laughs> My game's coming along. My game's coming along. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not bad anymore. Uh, I can. I'm I can terrible at tennis. Yeah. You've got something going. <laughs> well, I swim in. Uh, Sean's a black belt, so we do have that thing oh. going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we yeah. got like, a little, uh, little sports show going after this. We we'll could. Just, uh, yeah. Hang up and re-record, and we'll just talk sports in the next one. Which is killing us right now. No hockey is absolutely killing me right now, so I, I need right. my hockey. Right. But that's that's the quarantine. And hey, welcome to the apocalypse, folks. Uh, we are going to go out with a song. Uh, we've been bullshitting here with uh, Dandy and Dawn Brown, and Sean's in the background somewhere. I'm not sure what he's doing right now. I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. So, but we're glad to have you guys on. Fizz Fuzz is the band. Look them up. You, you've heard. You're gonna heard the third song tonight from them. You heard a little bit of Dandy's past, and um, I guess we've plugged. Is there anything else they need to know about you guys? Are there T-shirts available? There are not yet. Uh, there's uh, a number of things that just kind of got bogged down with the uh, quarantine, and uh, <laughs> uh, we're just kind of waiting for things to pass before we go. You know, full steam ahead with some some merchandise and things like that. I mean, since the tour is looking like it's not going to happen this summer. We're just kind of holding off on a few things. And, we do uh, have CDs available. Though. Cool. Yeah, I was sure. going to ask you that. I'm a CD guy still, yes. And uh, certainly the artwork is well worth having on those packages. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. We're not going to give away some of the risque things that are going on inside those uh, those CDs, but uh, uh-huh. people, should, people should pick them up. It reminds me of uh, when uh, Queen uh, Jazz came out, and my parents took the poster out of it. <laughs> So, so that I couldn't see that poster. Well, imagine that with the fizz fuzz. Oh boy! Okay, hear that, kids? I get my hands on one of these now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm putting my order in. Putting my order in right away. I saw the packaging on that. You, you had it on YouTube. Is that the same packaging I'm looking at? At least the front part, or was that an? That was scattering, I think. That's just the cover. Okay. You should see the inside. It's very provocative. Very. Oh. Damn. All right, Sean. Sean, get on that, man. All right. Some of my uh, photography I've been working on. Okay, so there is that, too. On the album. Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to thank you guys. This was fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Won't be the last time, I'm sure. Um, We're going to, like I said, go out with Collapse, which is also also on Palmyra, correct? That is correct. All right, and uh, once again, folks, Fizz Fuzz, and thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. You find us, all our shows, www.fairlydarkproductions.com. I got my books on there. You could help support the cause if you purchase one or two. There's a comic book. It's pretty cheap um, also. And uh, burningbowlpublishing.com, all the books are there. And go to Bandcamp, support your bands. And, of course, I'm at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Not a big fan of Twitter, but it's up there. And if you go to my Facebook, you can see what I filmed earlier today, uh, my quarantine experience. Um, I was just looking out the window with my dog, and a person went drove by in a golf cart. I did film it. It's there, folks. You can see it. I'm not sure what that's about yet. But anyway. All right. Thanks for listening, Kettle Whistle Radio. Good night, folks. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Sean, you can say good night. Good night. All right. All right, guys, thank you so much. We dance and we will cut down.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.